0: Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg, And
2: my name is Susan Collenberg. And
1: once again, we would like to welcome you to our program, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And this is program number 38, and the title is Straight is the Gate and Narrow is the Way Which Leads Unto Life. And our scripture reference is... Matthew seven fourteen And before we get going, Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes,
2: Lord, we're just grateful that you don't leave us alone to to walk through that narrow gate, that you guide us through it, and not just walk us through it, but you give us all the, the tools that are necessary to block out the distractions from this world, to focus on you, and to have you fill the temple of our minds, that we can be more connected to, with you. And we pray your holy spirit comes in order to impress our hearts and minds as well as all that are listening and we thank you in advance in jesus name amen
1: amen thank you susan you know um we talked a little bit about it last program how jesus wants us to give him one thing and that is our sin Um, because that's what's holding us back it's our selfishness It's our pride it's our um, our desire to have an opinion on everything even though we don't have all the facts and you know he what he really would hope with us is that we would we would not like our hard hearts and that we would allow we would we would open our hearts and let Jesus in and and out of evil good is brought in other words cuz we've seen it we've seen we've seen people that have been just devastated with addiction and have turned around and brought many, many people to a sane life through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the standard of the—and we talked a little bit about the golden rule rule last last program, but the standard of the golden rule, in other words, do unto others as you would have them do to you, in other words, put others first, that standard is the standard of Christianity, and anything short of that is a deception. Anything— that will not treat other people with dignity and respect no matter what they are or who they are is that's a deception that is and that's what Jesus came to to reveal to us
2: well and i think too is that i think that god um i think another thing that it reveals to an to an individual is maybe they don't place the value on their own lives or maybe they place a misvalue on their lives which is why you have to go through and you have to downgrade someone else to f- feel better about yourself so you don't have the true concept of what your value is to God. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also a big part of it, too, is that um, understanding that um, that um, you can, that as an individual, we all can be changed and all should be changed because all of us fall short of the glory of God. But God specifically, um, you know, religion... Religion can cause us to place a low esteem on other human beings, and those other human beings are the ones that Christ gave himself for them. And so a religion that would lead us to be careless of human needs and sufferings or rights is, is like a fake religion.
1: Ex- exactly, because in slighting the claims of the poor, the suffering, the sinful— we're proving ourselves to be traitors to Christ. It's because men take upon themselves the name of Christ while in life they deny his character that that's why Christianity has so little power in the world. The name of the Lord is is blasphemed. It's 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 and that's because of these things. And you said something earlier and I I wrote it down and because because I think this is the most important thing about putting others first. You said People have low self-esteem because they feel they don't bring value to any situation and, and that they're not valuable. Mm-hmm. And w- who do you have out in the front pasture now that we didn't oh, have three weeks ago?
2: Our value b- – well, I don't – it's our goose. Our goose. Yes.
1: We don't – the goose – now, she was standing up by the road we again today. We don't know today. if it's a girl or boy. We don't know if it's a girl or boy. Right. We All just- we know is it doesn't have its mate anymore. It's been hanging around our house, and uh, it's been really hard to, to get a finger on what's going on with this goose, other than we don't think it flies very well, and we, well, we, we're still trying to determine if something is wrong with it, because other than it, it does, sometimes it mopes around a little bit, but other than that, it just, it travels all over it.
2: Well, I think it just, she just lays in the pasture with her head down.
1: Sometimes, yeah, and
2: then you go out, and she's in a different location, but she's still laying down with her head down. So the biggest thing I think is that her mate has flown away. Coop, yes, yeah.
1: So, but has that goose added value to your life? Yes. You go out and talk to her, right, or him, or whatever, right? Yes. And even a small thing like that, that is unexpected, that doesn't apparently have any value always adds value Mm, mm -hmm. you know if we have low self self self-esteem because we don't realize that we're adding value to someone else's life but it doesn't matter how damaged we think we are we add value because there is somebody else that's knit into the web of humanity that needs other people and has something else to offer as well Mm -hmm. um I have you sat in an NA or an AA meeting, and someone comes in and has one day clean, and they give, they they say a few words, and it just brings a tear to your eye. Mm -hmm. They came here, they're sitting there, they're they're clean and sober, and they're in the right place. Mm -hmm. That added value to that meeting, right?
2: Well, and I think too is it, it would be a you know attending church or or um, church meetings or groups or whatever would be a whole lot more powerful if we could all come in and say, my name is Susan, and I'm a sinner, and I have committed sin, and I need Jesus to help me to overcome that sin.
1: Yeah, Because
2: uh, I think it's about um, having community, understanding our need, and having that in common with other human beings is what um, helps us to walk through that gate, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm addicted to this, or I have mm-hmm. trouble with this, and this is reality, and this is what I struggle with. Right, um, it, because once again, we, humanity is a—it's a web. We're all connected. Everything connects, and so Jesus says to us uh, in Matthew 7:14, "Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leads unto life," because. And he's using this as a metaphor, of course, but we are—we like our own selfish path. Hmm. So he uses the object lesson, because in the time of Christ, the people of Palestine, they lived in walled towns, which were mostly situated upon hills or mountains. The gates that were closed at sunset were accessed by steep, rocky roads sometimes, and anyone heading home, they had to make it a point to head To get through the gate, right?
2: Right, before nightfall.
1: Before nightfall.
2: Right, because the narrow upward road leading to home and rest furnished Jesus with an impressive figure of the Christian way. The path which I have set before you, he said, is narrow. The gate is difficult of entrance, for the golden rule excludes all pride and self-seeking. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you.
1: Right, the wide road, the road we all want to travel, is, is I'll our do what I want own agenda, regardless, right,
2: regardless of anybody else. So, and that
1: that goes on steroids when when we completely cut God out of our life.
2: Well, and not only that, but when you stop and you think about that golden rule, it's like Jesus saying you need to act first without any reward coming to you, because if you don't get it here, you're going to get it eventually. But it's you know, do unto others first. As you would like other people to do unto you, so he's giving us an action yes. with that rule uh, uh, it's a declarative statement it's a it's a um um you know it's an not an order but it's a say you know it's a charge to go forward and to do things as you would want people to do them for you
1: another object let because I just thought about this because because my friend Joel and I were walking uh was it yesterday. Um, with prior to this wet winter we've had, mm-hmm. it was pretty droughty, if droughty is a word. And a lot of the, a lot of the businesses around where I work no longer watered their green uh, lawns or mowed them because of whatever. Right. You know, the, you know, the, chose- either the high water bills or simply that they, they were contributing to conserve water. Right. Whatever their motive was, and I don't know what it was. So we're walking along now to these unmanicured parcels mm-hmm. that have not been taken care of, and now they're being watered. Mm-hmm. Guess what has sprouted up?
2: New green grass. No. Weeds. Weeds. Yes.
1: And weeds. Yes. And so... What you're talking about earlier was we need to be. We're commanded to practice to weed. See, what do you have to grow weeds? Nothing. D- 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 nothing. You right. just let it go, right? Yes. And that's what happened. They and grow in
2: the drought too. And they go.
1: They'll grow in the drought. But what happens then? All of a sudden, if you have are not in the practice of of manicuring things and keeping things up, and then all of a sudden things are watered beyond your wildest dreams, those weeds go crazy. So right. so so the practice of basically weeding your mind garden, if you will, because what do you have to do to grow weeds? Nothing. What do you have to do to grow bad character traits? Nothing. What do you got to do to be selfish? Do nothing. Let yourself go, just like these parcels have been let go. And then the weeds sprout up, and the weeds completely take over. And so this is what Jesus is teaching us. We are not naturally inclined to put others first, but if we do— It will keep that garden weeded. And then when he does pour out the rain, good fruit will grow. Mm
2: -hmm. Right.
1: And that is very important to understand. If we are in the practice of letting things go, we're going to miss that rain. Right. That rain, all it will do is grow more weeds. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. all it will do because the goodness at that point in time will repulse us. Mm -hmm. It will be repulsive. We wonder whether the Holy Spirit is being poured out. And what that looks like, well, if good repulses you, that's what's happening. You know, and anger and frustration and all those character traits start brewing. That's what happens.
2: Well, and I think that we all need to recognize, as we live in this world today, that every, almost every single thing in this world is to cultivate those weeds. Yeah, every part of modern life is to um, is to blot out all the good. And to allow all the bad to yeah. flourish. Yeah,
1: we were talking with Anne earlier before the program about the fact that we have become very self-sufficient. We get our jobs, we we do our shopping, we do our we you know, build our houses, everything we do to take care of ourselves and when that gets threatened, we get weird. And what is happening in the media and around the world is those things those talks, the, the verbiage that threatens us taking care of ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. and, th- and and the farther away we get from God and the more self-reliant we become, the more the media and all those challenges that come up affect us. Mm,
2: mm-hmm. They affect
1: us in a negative way because we are so used to taking care of ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Right. So, um, but this... There is a wider road. It's it's destruct- destruction, as we're talking about. But if you want to ascend, if you want to climb that path to a better spiritual life, um, it's hard.
2: Mm, mm-hmm. a,
1: a 12-step program is hard work.
2: Right. Because the road to death, the whole race may go, right? Right. Right. Um, with all of our sin and everything else, all of our selfishness, our pride, dishonesty, moral debasement, there is room for every man's opinion and doctrine, space to, um, to follow his inclinations and to do whatever his self-love may ch- may dictate.
1: And if we're not following the golden rule, in other words, if we're watering, the weeds of self-love and. And, uh, and the, and the, the idol,
2: exclusion of others and, and the right?
1: idling the idol of our own opinion mm-hmm. uh, that's where we get into trouble in order to go into the path that leads to destruction there is no need to search for the way the gates wide the way is broad and the feet naturally turn into that path that leads to death and this is the great object lesson that jesus was was giving the people at the time
2: Right Because the way to life is narrow and the entrance is straight. If we cling to anything that anything besetting you know any type of sin, we will find the way too narrow for us to enter. Our own ways, our own will, our own evil habits and practices must be given up if we would keep the way of the Lord.
1: And I think that's one of the main reasons uh, I wanted to do. The program, the temple of the mind, mm-hmm. is because when the more we understand what selfishness and sin does to the human mind, the more you see um, that you can actually lose the capability to love. That's what sin does. Mm-hmm. The wages of sin is death. God does not have to do anything; we punish ourselves. You know, the punishment and the for, for sin is the fact that. We accept it and the more we accept the more we like and the more we like the more we accept and that's the danger of sin is we lose the very capacity to love others mm-hmm. the more we set in our own the more we worship our own opinion the more we're set in our own ways the more we love self the more dangerous we become and we become a, a, a people that will actually I mean think about it they thought. It was a good idea to, name a, to nail a harmless person to a cross.
2: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: They thought that was a good idea. Right. Their religion told them that was a good idea. What were they trying to do? They were trying to save themselves and save the nation. That's what we do every day when we ignore living for others. Right. And we start living for self. We will think it's a good it idea. Become
2: so debased.
1: Yeah, we will think it's a good idea to harm others in order to save self. Mm-hmm. Scary what sin can do, and we lose. Like I say, we, the danger of sin is we lose the very capacity to love or accept God's love. Right, it's scary, um, and so it. You know, Jesus says heaven's path is very narrow, and it doesn't work with self-centered ambition. And that's hard because a lot of our brains get rewards from worldly tasks and worldly things that we do. By that, I mean stuff that we, I mean, doesn't it feel good when your investments make money? Mm -hmm. Don't you get a little dopamine rush on that? Mm -hmm. Don't you feel a little more secure? And so our brains are set up to automatically reward you know, it does. It's good when 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 these systems in our brain are not perverted. It's good to feel good about a good hard day's work. It's good to feel secure that you have that you're making your payments and you feel, you know, you're you're doing what you're supposed to do. But where it gets where it gets out of out of whack is when we depend on that for our rush, if you will.
2: Right, exactly. Toil, pay. Peit- Patience, self-sacrifice, reproach, poverty, the contradiction of sinners against Jesus was the portion of his life. And it must be our portion, too, if we are to enter the paradise of God. So that's a tough saying. Yeah. You know, is to be, because if you really look at the, at the life of Christ, he was hated and, um, you know, his own people, his own not not just so he, not just his own people, he came to Israel who was his own, but it's like all of creation you know was against him yeah, his own his very own creation,
1: yeah, and it's easy to sit back and say, well, they they crucified him because he was a threat to their economy or a threat to their religion or whatever, uh, but would we do the same you know i mean he's he looked harmless from our point of view looking back 2000 years mm-hmm. would he look harmless to us now right would his principles and ways look harmless to us now right um and i think we got to remember that that um a religion that does not have others put first can bring trouble
2: mm-hmm.
1: it can bring trouble not be not only because it it uh one, I want to say uh, spoils the goodness of society, but it 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 brings it messes your brain up,
2: mm, mm-hmm.
1: and you be, we become more and more fearful, right, of not being able to take care of ourselves, and so then we we harm others, in right? Order to- at
2: the right, so we only think of ourselves and exclude other people's needs, and mm-hmm. that creates a person that won't fit to have in heaven.
1: I mean, I think a good object lesson of this is do you remember um the first time you did drugs um
2: kind of pretty much I think I can go back to that time
1: did they did they for a little while did they do what they needed to do for you somewhat yeah-huh yeah, yep, yeah, they'll work for a little while right they they'll do what they need to do, right, but there comes a time when they won't right and and sin is that way, mm-hmm. There's a little while; it will do what it needs to do for you, but in the end, it will never, ever complete the whole. It won't complete the life. It'll never be enough. It will never be enough. I know for myself, my drug abuse and my uh, alcohol abuse. Yeah, it did its job. It did its job for maybe ten years. Mm-hmm. You know. And then after that, it became a routine because that's what I did, and it just it never did the job. It got to the point there was no more parties left in me. Right. There was nothing left. Right. Right? Right. So it, it we have to be careful, but that's what sin does. It does the job for a while. Right. And that's the danger of it, is then we accept it.
2: hmm
1: And then it becomes a practice. And, you know...
2: It's true that Satan's path is made to appear very attractive, but it is all a deception. In the way of evil, there is bitter regrets and worries. We may think of it pleasant to follow pride and worldly ambition, but in the end, all you have is pain and sorrow.
1: That's that's true. Now, these are all concepts that we're talking about, about the human brain, and believe it or not, Jesus was using... All these object lessons, straight as a gate, hard as a path, the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Uh, you can go on and on and on about everything that Jesus talked about, but it was all in an effort to change the brain and to change the way of thinking for people. Mm-hmm. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. He says, you heard from old, if a man commits adultery, he has sinned. He's, I'm saying that if he even thinks about that, because what Jesus has done— is he's taken, he's taken that spiritual application of adultery mm-hmm. and he's applied it across the board. He's, he's used, this is the most, I, to me, this is one of the most important words in the human language, betrayal. It happens when you gossip. It happens when you commit adultery. It happens when you think about committing adultery. It happens when you put people down. It happens when you put them down behind their back. Betrayal is, when we understand that concept, the word betrayal, because that is what Jesus is saying when he says, if if you're angry with your brother without a cause, it's just as bad as killing him. Why? Mm. You have just betrayed him. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And I, and I think at the at another level too, it's all about trust.
1: Right. Well, sin is a breach of trust. Right. Is what it is. Right. It's not written. It's not something not breaking that, a rule. It's not breaking a rule that's written in a book somewhere. Right. And it's not a list of things to do or don't. It's betrayal. It's a breach of trust. And when we understand that when we breach trust, we're changing our brains into trust breaching brains into. Betraying, Distrustful brains, yeah, right? and, and, and yeah. The, yeah, and the and the 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 danger of that is is the more that we betray, the more we will betray, mm-hmm. and then the more fearful we are of others betraying us. Why? Because, because that, we
2: are betrayers. We're
1: looking. We are betrayers. That's the lens we look through. Right. And there you go. Right. Now you have this cycle of sin. And the wages of sin is death. Yes. We have to go already, folks. We hope you have enjoyed the program. We are shipping resources all over the world. If you need resources, go on our website. We have them. We have programs. You can listen to these programs as well. Um, and just remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who
0: Thank you for listening to The Temple of the Mind, part two on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening, and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.